Okay, good evening everyone. Um, it's so nice to be here this evening. Uh, I'd like to appreciate God for this privilege. I also like to appreciate my sister, the convener of this community, the Ryuri community, person of Mrs. Omaomi Wabemiga, the wonderful sister we have. Thank you so much for this privilege. Yeah, it means a lot to me. I also want to appreciate every participant in this group. Uh, new people make the community. Without you, there's no community. So thanks a lot for having me. And uh, we're going to learn one or two things together. Okay, so without delaying us, I'd like to swing into the discussion proper. Okay. Okay, so today we are looking at people management and relationship and marriage. People management and relationship and, uh, and marriage. Now, before we dive into um, the slides, I'd like us to just, I'd like to lay a background knowledge so that we can better understand what we are about to talk about today. Now, we must understand that people, so when I mean people, I mean your fiance, your fiance, your husband, your wife, your children. Now, people generally, we are different from every kind of creature that God or man has ever made. We are different. Now, and that's because the way we process things are different. If you, for a computer, for instance, it's garbage in, garbage out. For a human being, it's never garbage in, garbage out. If you gather 10 people in, in, in a classroom, for instance, and tell them the same thing, and ask them, so what do you understand by what I said? You'll be amazed. They are going to get 10 different interpretations. Okay? You might tell some, uh, another another illustration. You you might tell someone something, and the person laughs. You tell somebody else, the person flares up. The same thing, the person flares up. And then you tell another person, the person is just indifferent. Now, as what you have said changed, no. But the interpretation by each of these people it's different, has changed. Now, whatever we hear through our ear, or we see through our eyes, or we, we anything that enters us is processed by our mind. And whatever comes out of our mind, whatever we, 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 we see, or our reaction is, is out of the abundance of our heart, that's of our mind. Now, so the way person A processes is different from the way person B processes it. I say you have diverse kind of reactions to the same thing. And we, 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 we call ourselves human beings, the same human being, and then you have different reactions. That tells us that what human beings are not just as simple as, uh, it's just predictive with everything. No, no, no. People are different. You know, people are just different. So the, the question now arises, how do we manage such a complicated creature of God called human being, people? How do you manage your spouse, your, your fiance, your fiance, your children? How do you manage them? Okay? Now, the simple answer to the question is this. Don't manage anybody. You can't manage anybody. <laughs> now, that might sound counterintuitive. But that's the truth. You see, the traditional definition of management talks about planning, organizing, directing, and controlling things. You see, that can work for many things, but that cannot work for people. 
In fact, the moment your fiancé, your fiance, your spouse, your children begin to sense that you want to manage their life, they become rebellious. That is true. They become rebellious to you. And that's because everybody were designed to manage themselves. Nobody was designed to manage another person. I am I'm old enough to manage myself. You are old enough to manage yourself. Now, to drive down this point, I would like to make reference to the origin of human being. Uh, apology to our Muslim brothers and sisters. Uh, just to be able to drive down this point, I need to make reference to the Bible. Now, in the book of Genesis, when God created everything, he created the Garden of Eden. And then he put man and said, okay, take care of everything I've created, keep it, take care of it. And so what God was invariably telling man was that manage all these resources I've created. Now, it will interest you to know that in the Garden of Eden, as at that time, Eve was never there. So that tells you that God never intended Adam to manage Eve. In fact, it was after God had given him the job, after that directive, that was when God now said, oh boy, this work that I gave to this guy, it will be too much. So let me give him somebody else, just like himself, a human being like himself, so that I can help him. And that was, and that was it. So God never intended anybody to manage anybody. What God intended was that man should manage resources. So in the real sense, you can't manage people. What you can manage is resources. Resources. Now, people have resources. Okay, so when I mean resources, I mean gifts, talents, potential, skills. Okay, this is what God originally intended man to manage. So when I look at my spouse, when I look at my fiance, when I look at my children, I should be able to see beyond the beauty of my wife or my wife-to-be and see the resources deposited inside of her. This is what I can manage. Okay? Okay, so that leads me to the definition of people management, what we now know as resource management. So as we can see in this slide, it's the process of motivating, training, and directing people to maximize the productivity of the team. And we have the relationship marriage company, ETC, and also enhance the overall performance of people. So in summary, it's just making the life of people, of people better. Making people better. Now, if you make your spouse better, and your spouse makes you better, that will only increase the productivity of your union, of your marriage. So this person has been upgraded to a higher level, and this other person has been upgraded to a higher level. So you guys can be able to become productive at a higher level. Now, this is very important now. The number one thing, the first thing in people management that we have to, to know this evening is what I call resource awareness. Resource awareness. Now, you need to be aware that your fiance, your fiancee, your spouse, your children has a gift, a talent, a skill, a potential in them before you are able to say, I want to manage it. Okay? If you are not even aware, how do you even manage it? I've seen a lot of things in my little year in this, in this life. I've seen a woman so intelligent, so brilliant, so meticulous, so gifted, and the husband cannot even see anything in the life of this woman. I mean, practically, you can't see anything. So how do you want to help somebody to become better when you don't even know that they have anything? When you, don't, when you are not even aware of the resources they carry inside of them. 
This is an evil that I've seen. If you are a fiance, if you are a fiance, and you can't even see the resource in the life of your partner, then I think you need to quickly, it's not too late, okay? Quickly do a reassessment of your partner. Look at them objectively and assess them. Try to understand what are the things they have, what are the resources, what are the what are the, the, the gifts, the talents, the skills they have that you can help them to develop, that you can help them to become better in. Only then will you be able to really manage them. Okay? Also, for, for parents, you have to be able to see the resources in the life of your children. In fact, one of the roles of a parent is to help their child to deploy their gifts. I mean, that's, that's one of the greatest responsibilities we have as parents. You must help them to see themselves the way they ought to be. You, you need to be able to see ahead of them. You need to be able to recognize the, the, the embedded treasures inside of them and be able to help them channel it in the right direction. You see, you might want to be controlling your child now. Uh, they are still small, so it's still very easy to control them. But I can tell you, if you continue to do your, your, your controlling style when they are older, they become rebellious at you. They become rebellious to you. But if you are able to identify their resources, and all you do is to position, is to position them in such a way that they can enhance themselves, they can become better, they will appreciate you later. Don't micromanage them. Help them to identify their resources and rightly channel them. That is the first step in people management. If you are not able to identify their resources, it becomes very hard to manage them. And also, a, a very candid advice to our brothers and sisters that are still cutting or wants to enter into courtship, you must be able to see beyond the beauty or the handsomeness of your partner. Forget that handsome face, that six pack or is in my pack they call it forget that lady's beautiful face and figure eight and everything forget all those things look beyond you see because those are the things that will soon fade off i can tell you within the first three months of your marriage these are the things that will, that, will, that will first of all fade off it will fade off so you need to be able to see beyond that and see the treasures inside this person See the resources inside this person. This resources that this person has is something that I, that is going to be useful for the future we are planning for ourselves. Is it is it is it going to be of any use? Is it going to be of any help to the future I want for myself for my children? You need to be able to assess all these things, and I think that's the first step in people management. Now, so one thing that I also forget to to, to like mention is that everybody has resources inside of them. Some have many, some have few. But the simple truth is everybody has. So no matter who the person is, they have one or two things that they can offer. I, I, I mean, God created everybody to be resourceful. Yes, everybody to be resourceful. Now, who needs people management skill? Everywhere two more people are working together to achieve a common goal. In marriage, you need to know how to manage yourself, your spouse, your partner, in relationship, you need to know how to um, manage your, your, your wife to be, your husband to be, identify their resources and help them to channel it in such a way that they, it can be maximized. Now, um, 
will go straight before our time, we will go straight to the seven essential people management skills. Seven essential people management skills. And the first one there is empower and trust people. It's very key. Empower means to strengthen someone to do something. To prepare somebody to be better um, prepared, to be better chanced to become successful in a particular thing. Empower them. I mean, you're, as a husband, you, the wife, you are supposed to be the number one cheerleader of your husband. And that goes for the husband, and that goes for um, those that will soon become husbands and wives. You must be the number one cheerleader of your partner. Even if everybody is thinking this person cannot cannot do it, and it's, it's, it's not just capable, you can't you can, you can succeed, you can't succeed. Now, since you have been able to understand uh, the, the, the resources that your, your, your partner has, I know this person can do this. Now, it is your responsibility to help this person realize they can do it. Even though everybody is saying, no, 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 which is like a discouragement. You must be an encouragement. You must be an empowerment. You must be a motivating factor to them. If your wife can 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 sing, for instance, okay, then you should be the number one person that should be there for the person. Maybe when the person is on the stage and the person is looking at you, let, him, let the person be seen a faith that is encouraging, not the one that will make the person even depressed, even right on the stage. You know? So you must empower your spouse. You see, when you trust people, they go extra mile to ensure that they get things done. You see, one thing you can do to your partner is to cast a vision for them. That's like giving them something to look up to, okay? Cast a vision for them. And let them let them find a way to, to get there themselves. Don't micromanage them. Ah, this way, this way. No, 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 no. It's like you are, you are, you are, you are choking them. Let them, just, you cast the vision, let them navigate. Always be there to help if they ask you for help, if they ask you for guidance. Always be there. The same thing applies to your children. I, I mean, children that at least uh, 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 old, older teenagers, youth, not definitely not children, not babies, not toddlers, definitely. So, cast the vision for them and let them find a way around it. If they ask you for help, help them. If they don't, keep your cool. Okay? Okay, so focus only on solutions, not problems. You see, in this life, there will always be problems here and there, challenges. Now, focusing on the problem only causes demotivation. It demotivates you. Now, but when you focus on solution, it motivates because now you are trying to solve a problem. There's something you are open towards. There's an expectation. That alone causes motivation. Now, in solving problems, you become better. In solving issues, challenges, you become better. In fact, we learn more when there's problem, when there's failure, we learn more. So we come better. So there's no point focusing on the problem. There's no, uh, there's no, there's no point because when you focus on the problem, you become downcasted. Life looks so gloomy, no hope. But then, when you are striving towards solution, there's hope. There's you are motivated to want to do something. 
you know. So your spouse will always offend you, your partner will always offend you, they will always be offensive and there. But there's no point focusing on the offense and, and the issues. Rather focus on man, how can we move on from here? How can we how can we navigate and, and proceed? Okay? That should be the point. Not the offense, not the problem, not the challenge. Let's focus on the solution. Okay, so be fair. Another meaning to being fair is being just. Now, there's one thing being fair does to a relationship. Okay? So if you are fair to your partner, for instance, it becomes easy for your partner to trust you. So it, it helps trust. It builds trust. Now, because your partner knows this guy is not going to bend the rules just to favor himself and then to not make me uh, uh, favored. Okay? So it, it must, this guy will always try to do things that judgment-wise it's fair to everybody. You will not bend the rules at any point in time. So that builds trust in the relationship. And we all know that trust is like the bedrock of any successful relationship. Once trust is lost, the relationship is at the brink of collapse. So being fair helps and builds trust. And if somebody trusts you, you can better help them. You can help them because he knows this person is not doing it just for his own selfish interest. He's doing it for the good of maybe the partner or the greater good of the family. So if somebody is able to trust you, you can better help them to become better. You, 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 you will likely not want to receive help from somebody you don't trust. Okay, so be fair, helps trust. That trust helps you to be able to um, help your partner. Okay, so the fourth one is be flexible. So we can also say, don't be rigid, be teachable. You see, if your partner wants to help you and you are not flexible, you are rigid in your mind, in the, in the way you see things, it will be very hard to help you. Okay? So, one of the things we must develop is a flexible mind. You see, Personally, I believe there are some things that shouldn't change in your life. And I believe two things. One is your values. And the second one are your principles. Those good principles, godly principles that you live by, that you run your life with, and those values, those wonderful values. I feel most other things can change. Is it the way you, the way you do things? your processes, your methodologies, your the way you think, all those things can change. You know? You know, everyone comes to comes into a relationship with different ideologies. Trust me, not all your ideologies are correct. Some are wrong, some are good. So you must be ready to change those ideologies that are wrong. Those 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 the way you do things that are not too okay. So you must be flexible, you must be teachable. You, you, you shouldn't be rigid. If you are rigid, there is no way your partner will, will be able to help you. Even if they have seen the potential in you and they can help. But if you are rigid, there is no way they can do anything about it. So I advise you, be flexible. Okay? Okay. I mean, scorn in private, praise in public. 
Okay, so I saw a short clip of a video of a guy trying to propose to a, to a lady. The guy was already on his news and the girl, the lady was standing there blushing. Everybody was shouting, you know, the way ladies do all these things. So the lady was expecting the guy to put ring on her finger. I don't know what happened. The uh, guy now forgot the ring. And he was looking for the ring everywhere as if a ring had, had turned to a pin. So he was looking for the ring and everything. The lady, the next thing the lady would do was to give the guy a dirty slap. I told my wife, because we were watching together, I told her, I said, if I'm that guy, this, this, this will be the end of the relationship. I will never marry this guy. He said, why? I said, okay, see, if this lady can slap me in public, what will she do to me in private? Can you imagine? I cannot imagine what he would do to me in private. In, in private, if you can slap me in public like that, I make a, a a ridicule of me outside. You don't even have no regard, no respect for me. You can do that to me in in public. What will you do to me in private? And that was my reason. This moral lesson is this: for no reason should you embarrass or scorn your partner in public. It doesn't. It doesn't bring any any good result. I mean, from experience, it doesn't, it doesn't bring any good result, especially for, for married couples. Listen to this. For no reason should you embarrass your spouse, especially in front of your family, your brothers, your sisters, your parents, just because you want to show that you are the man or you are the, you are the woman in charge. For no reason should you do that. Because the, the consequence of doing that is that you might think you are doing it to like prove a point. But what you have indirectly done is that you have opened the door for more ridicule from your people. They can, they can, they can embarrass her easily. In fact, in front of you, why? If you have done that, then that means that anybody can do that. And I'm sure you won't like that. I'm sure no, no man or woman would, would, would enjoy a scene where his, his partner or a partner is being scorned. That is a very grievous mistake that anyone we want to do okay now now when you embarrass your partner in public and make a open ridicule of him or her you have destroyed the ego of that person the self-worth of that person has been rubbished you make the person feel as if it's nobody and you make the person lack confidence in him or herself now remember that this this is the same person you are trying to help to become better. So how do you make someone that you have just rubbished his self-worth, that just made them lose confidence in themselves? How do you want them to become better in whatever they do or to even improve their potential? It becomes hard. So this is a very grievous mistake that I see people do now. I don't, modernization shouldn't, 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 there are some things modernization should never introduce into a relationship and this is one of them don't say because you want to see ah yeah, yeah you are the man you are the you are the woman in this house then you can just embarrass your your spouse or your partner outside anything whatever your partner does outside the, the best you can do you can just give more high sign to just tell them to to calm down and maintain themselves if you get home you can you can you can you can do all the fighting you want to do, all the all the all the shaming, all the whatever you can do all that in your house, but don't dare do that outside. It doesn't come 
with any good results. It rubbishes the self-worth of that person and it makes the person even worse. It doesn't it doesn't help them. Okay. Now include them in critical decision making. Now whether we believe it or not, where we are today is as a result of the decisions we have made yesterday. And where we will be tomorrow will be the result of the decision we are making today. Now, you must include your spouse, your partner, your fiance, fiance in the decisions that would affect their life. Now, so that, it doesn't, so that you, don't, you, don't, you don't make decision and then give it to them to run up and down. No, it will make them feel like you are running their life and then they will become resistive. Even if the decision you have made is a good one, you must involve them in the decision making so that they can hone it, so that they can believe the way the one that decided it themselves. Don't just decide and just say, okay, this is what we have decided, so start doing it. Okay, this is what we want to do, start doing it. No, let them be involved in it. So that getting them involved, give them an ownership of whatever you decide. So they can run more with it. They can they can they can believe that yes, I did it myself, I made the decision myself. Okay, so that gives them a partnership mentality like yes i'm a partner in this and so i take full responsibility of this decision but when you just make a decision and hand it over to them and say okay, start on your panda they will it, it, they will become resistive because they will feel like you are running their life for them okay very important okay so listen 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 you see the, the, the importance of listening cannot be overemphasized especially in a relationship okay we must develop the skill to listen actively i mean active listening so when so when you are actively listening so what it means is that you are listening to get the perspective to understand the perspective of the other person okay so as you are listening you are asking the person the question to really understand where the person is coming from okay so it is different for what 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 most of us do and what I call active responding, active responding. So what active responding is, um, is talking about is, so somebody is talking to you, but the next thing in your mind is, what do I respond to this person? How do I respond to, to counter whatever this person is saying? That's, that's not listening. You, you, are, you are actually thinking in your mind of, of response. You are not thinking of really understanding the perspective of this person. And that helps a lot. If, if you are able to listen, well there are some errors you would make yes you have you think you have discovered a particular potential in the life of your of your of your spouse or your partner and so you think oh if this person can move in this direction it's really going to help the person but yes you don't need to listen to the person that you are trying to help because so you, it might be something might be a potential in the life of someone but the person does not have passion for that there's no passion for it. You are right. She too is right. She does not have passion for it. Yes, it's a potential. If, if you develop this and you might become this and you can be better in this. But then this person does not have passion for this thing. Our adventure, it might be that if you, you can just channel it in another direction, then you could have really helped the person. Okay? So you must, you must, you have to listen. Listen to your children, listen to your partner. Listen to your wife, listen to your husband. It's very key. Okay? So that 
you, you can both understand and then you can move in the same direction okay okay so finishing quote by victor franco and i said if you treat people to a vision of themselves if you apparently overrate them you make them become what they are capable of becoming so you see victor franco is one of the holocaust survivors um, during the holocaust he actually lost his wife lost his children lost his family lost everything he, he was the only survivor in his family so when such a man i mean gives such a coach then i think we should take it seriously okay so this this is a man that has almost lost the reason why he should live the reason for living he has lost it and then he's saying that if you treat people greater than or more than the level they are okay you don't treat them based on their level you don't talk to them based on their level but you are talking to them as if they're already great so what you are doing is that you make them become great why because you're already treating them as if they were great okay and you know words are powerful okay words are powerful imagine my my daughter i call her a great woman she's just a baby okay she doesn't even know what i'm talking about but that's where i keep calling her until she becomes great because i can see greatness in her already so as she grows i, I call her great woman she will come to believe that she's really great and then she will become great despite words your spouse might not be where you want him to be now okay treat them as if they're already there honor honor them in that way talk to them in that way okay relate with them as if they were already great and before you know it they will start resonating in that direction until they are great thank you okay um thanks a lot mr afolabi mobilaji for the question so for me um i would say you yourself you have to be sure of the vision okay you have to be sure that yes this is what maybe what god is saying or what you have conceived in your mind okay now tell your your partner but at the back of your mind you have to let your partner see where they fit into in the vision you know when people don't see their place in a vision they they don't know how they fit into the vision they don't know okay so what is in for me okay so once you are able to let them know their place in the vision what benefit they have to to, to like get in the vision okay that you are trying to cast for them it, so it makes it easier for them to believe that's for your partner now for your children the same thing goes um, definitely they have to be old enough at least to understand whatever you want to say and let them see the, the benefit it holds for them and how it's going to make their life better. So once people be, begin to see the role they play in it and how, and how it affects them personally, they tend to find it more easier to, to accept. But when they don't find their place in the vision, it becomes hard. Thank you.